Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you are doing well. I am sipping on this delicious smoothie right now. Wild blueberries, coconut milk, some frozen spinach, some frozen cauliflower, a little bit of almond butter, and a scoop of protein, vanilla protein. And what else is in there? I think that's it. It's so good. Oh, I added some flax seeds. Always add some flax seeds to my, to my smoothies. And a little bit of ice. And then blended that up and it's so good. It's so frothy and delicious. And I want to talk about the protein that I'm currently using. I've talked about protein numerous times on this podcast. Many of you may know that I'm pretty much obsessed with the Designs for Health Pure Paleo Protein. I love their chocolate one. It's so good. It's so frothy. I got introduced to the Pure Paleo Protein many years ago, back in like 2016, 2017, when I was going on an AIP diet because I had just found out I had Hashimoto's and my antibodies were so high. And so when you're on an AIP diet, it's pretty restrictive. You can't have whey protein, which I don't typically have anyways. You can't have grains. So no grain base. So that basically took out all of the vegetarian proteins and vegan proteins on the market. No nuts, no seeds. Like I had to be super conscious with my diet. And uh, that's when I found the pure paleo protein because it's a beef isolate. So I love it. And that's what I was using when I went on the AIP protocol. And I was I was using the vanilla one because you can't technically have chocolate while you're on the AIP protocol, but I did have it every now and again. But I, I had the vanilla one initially when I was doing the AIP protocol. So that's the one that I love. But lately, as I've been trying to reintroduce a lot more things back into my diet and just have a lot more variety, I experimented with two plant-based proteins and I want to give them a shout out on this episode because they're really good. And I have tried a ton of plant-based proteins over the years and I just haven't been able to find one that I love. Most of them are super gritty and grainy and the flavor is just not great. So a couple weeks ago, I tried the plant protein from doTERRA. I love it. It is not grainy. I don't get that like grittery, uh, that gritteriness. I don't think that's a word. The grittiness from it. And it's actually unflavored. So you can flavor your smoothie however you want. Sometimes I add in a little bit of alcohol-free vanilla extract, or I might do like a little bit of peppermint essential oil or tangerine essential oil, something like that. And you can just flavor it however you want. So I've been really liking that one from doTERRA. If anyone's interested in ordering from doTERRA and setting up a wholesale account, you can just send me over an email, samantha at holisticwellness.ca, and we'll get you set up with a wholesale account and you can get essential oils and access to their nutritional products and beauty care products and all of it at wholesale pricing. And uh, they have so many amazing products and you guys know I'm obsessed with their essential oils. Uh, so I love the protein, their plant protein. I also use it in conjunction with their fiber because I'm a really big fan of their fiber blend. And I often add that into my smoothie as well. So 
the fiber has lemon and ginger essential oil in it and it tastes delicious. So that's typically what my smoothie ends up tasting like. It tastes a little bit like, yeah, like lemon and ginger and it's really, really good. So that's plant-based protein number one that I've been really, really liking is the doTERRA. And then recently I was speaking with a friend of mine who works over at Organifi and he uses the Organifi complete protein all in one mix. And he uses that like every day. And he said, that's his favorite Organifi product. And I was like, you know, I've been so hesitant to try it because so many plant proteins I try don't taste good. So I took his suggestion. I have the vanilla and it is so, so good. In fact, their tub is like massive. It's bigger than any protein I've, I've ever bought. Like you get a lot of value in there. It's like 2.71 pounds, which is, which is a lot larger than most. I love it. It is 100% organic. It's plant-based. There's no soy. There's no whey. There's 20 grams of plant protein in there. They use pea protein, quinoa, pumpkin seed. There's coconut in there. They actually use some really great uh, different like vitamin blend in there that they just use from real whole food veggies and some different superfoods. They sweeten it with monk fruit. They add in some vanilla bean and they use some different enzymes in there as well, which is obviously going to help with digestion and, and increase your absorption. So I love it. I'm so happy now that I have some different options to use. And if you're looking for a plant-based protein to try, you can definitely try the doTERRA and the Organifi is definitely up there on my list. I've only tried the vanilla, haven't tried the chocolate yet, so that will be on my next order. And you can head on over to OrganifiShop.com, enter the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES, and save 15% off store-wide. Their protein is dairy-free, gluten-free, it's keto-friendly, it's soy-free. It's certified organic and it's vegan and I really love it. So I hope you guys try it out. And if you do, let me know what you think of it. Let me know over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie and uh, just connect with me there. I'd love to know what you're making with it and how you like it. All right. So our episode today this interview probably could have gone on for like three hours, but we definitely had to had to stop it because, you know, time. We got to manage everyone's time. And it was just such a great interview. I'm speaking with my friend, Dr. Laura Foster today, and we are talking about really the most important relationship in your life, and that's the one that you have with yourself. Uh, Laura dives into her story of how she transitioned from being a chiropractor to a transformational coach. She used to run this amazing and very successful chiropractic clinic, and she gave that up, and she you know, really pivoted in her business. We talk about what it means to live authentically and to show up for ourselves and live true to ourselves. We talk about self-mastery and what that actually means and what is essential to really cultivating that in our lives and how we can just create consistent, simple, small steps, powerful steps that are really going to help lead us to powerful change in our health, in our lives, our business, in our relationship with ourselves, all of that. And it was really such a great episode. And it's really all about aligning our lives to who we truly are. And it was so great. So I really hope you enjoy it. Dr. Laura Foster is a coach to women, retreat leader, yogi, mom of two, and blended family of six and retired chiropractor. After 24 years in private practice in Ontario, Canada, she left full-time chiropractic practice so that she could show up fully in the work that she is meant to do at this time 
in her life. To clients, patients, or colleagues, she is known for helping women create clarity, grounding, and deep honoring for themselves and the gifts they bring to the world. Dr. Laura works 100% with women in one-on-one coaching, group programs, and within her 10-week online program called Roots, a gracious and gentle deep dive into the work that allows women to develop their foundation for their own rise. When she isn't flowing on her yoga mat or plugged into her headphones on Zoom, she's often found crafting the perfect cup of coffee, hiking the trails of the Okanagan, or gathering her favorite humans around her kitchen island. I love it, and I love her, and I love this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you with me today. I'm so happy that we finally connected and that I could be on here with you. So thanks so much for the offer. Thanks. My pleasure. I know we were trying to connect for a while. So it's here. I'm excited to chat. And before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Well, I'm going to try and keep this short. So let's just say. (laughs) It's okay. Go for it. (laughs) Um, I come from a long background of being a chiropractor. I was in private practice in Newmarket, Ontario for 24 years, and I made a gradual, kind of like a gradual over a number of years, and then all of a sudden leap from being, you know, a chiropractor to families to flipping over to being a transformational coach for women, which is what I do now. And at the time, it felt like, you know, looking back now, I see how I kind of made this general transition. I kind of thought at one point, I'm like, I'm going to start coaching. And then I realized that's kind of what I've been doing for 24 years. I mean, when you're a chiropractor, just like you, right, you're a consultant, you're a nutritionist, you have this place where you are teaching people things. And as a chiropractor, I was, you know, physically working with people, but I was always educating and always coaching. And I just kind of made this natural course and delineation from being in the practice to hosting health retreats. And when I was hosting health retreats, oftentimes with a mutual friend of ours, Jen, mm-hmm. um, I would really realize that as I started talking about health, we would start talking about holistic health. And the minute you start talking about holistic health, you're looking at the holism of the body. And at some point, almost always the conversation would go to the person within the body. So we would start talking about the woman as, as individuals, and we would start to talk about where that seed of disconnect and dis-ease starts in the body. And then I would notice that all the women would kind of like lean forward into the conversation. And over a number of times of doing this, I thought, that's really the conversation I want to be having. Like mm-hmm. we can sit here and we can talk about nutrition and it's important. And we can talk about nervous system health and it's important. But if at the end of the day, we don't talk about the woman behind all of these things, who she is, what she wants, what she needs, how she's living her life, how she's honoring herself, how she's not honoring herself, then really it all just kind of falls apart. So that was my transition, health retreats. And then I was like, enough of this. I want to travel and I want to have a great time. And so I got my yoga certification. And then I was like, let's go to Costa Rica and talk about health and personal development and kind of like this personal mastery or leadership of the woman within, you know, let's, you know, have some great drinks and walk the beach and that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one thing led to the other, as it always does. And next thing you know, I have sold my practice, moved to Kelowna, British Columbia, which is actually very close to where I grew up. And so that's what I do now. I run programs and I coach and I call myself a transformational coach. So that's who I am. That's what I do. 
Amazing. That's beautiful. And what a transition you've made. I know we kind of connected a little bit here and there throughout your transition out of your out of your clinic. And yeah. I'm sure there was lots of ups and downs. And should I do this? Should I not? Or like doubts and all kinds of things that came up. I'm curious, like what was really showing up for you in those last few years when you just knew like it was time to make that transition, but you just like mm. weren't ready to fully dive in just yet. Like what, what were you feeling? What, what, what did that look like? Well, if you ask people around me, they probably said it looked really seamless, but I felt like a bit of a mess. <laughs> Truth be known. Um, I had a coach ask me, how long did you overstay? Yes. And I said, what do you mean? How long did I overstay? He's like, everyone overstays. How long did you leave? How long did you overstay? And I thought, and then just right away, it popped right in. I was like four years. So it was four years of my uncomfortable truth bubbling up because the reality was I freaking loved being a chiropractor. Oh my gosh, this incredible community of families that came into my practice. Honestly, it never felt like work. It just right. was awesome. But there was this place within me that I just, I knew that it was time to align more with the true sense of me. And I don't know how that shifted or when that came about, but you know, it just was, there's this kind of this uncomfortable knowing that started to come up and, you know, symptoms are sacred messengers. I'm sure you know this and you know how ironic you could say that the chiropractor who had always felt amazing in her body, all of a sudden had back pain and was achy and was tired and, the story I was telling myself is, well, I've been bending over this chiropractic table for 24 years. And the reality of it was, it was, it wasn't that, but thankfully, you know, because I wasn't listening for those four plus years, that's how I finally got to justify this transition that I wanted to make. It was kind of like, you know, it starts as a, it starts as a nudge and then it's a little bit of like this and that next thing, you know, it was a full on like, Hey, Laura, how do you like not getting up off the floor today? And right, right. Yep. I mean, this is the thing about, yep. and I, and I could see it in every other person around me. And I was just, I just did not want to see it in myself, but, you know, eventually you can't ignore your own truth. And, you know, as soon as I started to take some really uncomfortable, shaky knees, sure, but unsure steps, that's when, you know, sure enough, all of this started to dissipate and I started to feel more like myself and, you know, looking back, it's so clear, of course. Right. But at the time, of course. you know, it was, it wasn't quite so clear. So yeah, it, it was, it was like a lot of transitions are it's, there's a breakdown before there's a breakthrough and the breaking down was horribly uncomfortable, but I would, I would do it again. It just to, just to get to the breakthrough. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're so right. Like there are, there always is a breakdown before the breakthrough and we tend to overstay longer than we need to for many reasons, the doubt yeah. and the fear and the, all of the things. Right. Yeah. Um, so I know like in your practice, obviously working with, with patients and, and with women specifically, um, I mean, I know you worked with men, women, kids, all of it, but specifically with women, how like disease shows up, you know, it's yes, there's sure. Maybe you're not eating the right diet or stress or sure. Things like that might be going on, but it's so much deeper than that, which you sort of pointed to and how women are really living out of a balance with their values and speaking their truth. Like, can, can you speak a little bit more to that and what you saw in your practice? Yeah, it, it was really true for me. I, 
so grateful for all the opportunities I had to have people in front of me because it just taught me things. Right? Like I said, it's so much easier to see it in other people than it is in yourself. And I used to, I know that the doctor is within us. So it was a common practice for me to, yes, use all of my analytical skills and talents to see where a practice member's at and, you know, create a plan and walk them through it and all those kinds of things. But it also was really important for me to get their take on it. You know, what, what do you think's going on? How do you feel about where you're at? So when I started practice and I was like 12, I <laughs> would always ask people, like, what do you think? Right. That would be my wording. Like, what do you think is going on? Yeah. And so what the person would always often say would be, you know, well, I was lifting this or I did that and I right. twisted and did this and all that. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And, you know, that's how it kind of went. And then at one day I, I heard myself, well, what do you feel is going on? And I use the word feel, not think. And the minute I use the word feel, the practice member completely, like I could feel it and see it, that they accessed mm-hmm. a different place within them. And they said, well, you know, instead of going down the, you know, three days ago, I lifted a pop can out of the backseat of my car. It was like, right. it was, uh, life's busy right now. My boss is all over me. I feel like deadlines are nonstop and I just, I, I can't take it. It's you know, the proverbial, it's killing me. And I was like, right, Mm -hmm. that's it, isn't it? That's the difference. And so this whole thing kind of got me into this feeling of like, there is what our brain tells us. And then there's what our soul tells us. And they have two different languages and they speak differently and you can access them differently. And you can honor these parts of you differently. And I really, you know, in my coaching, in my programs, I, I, like to talk a lot about the brain connection and the soul connection and the soul connection is, you know, connected to your intuition. And it's that deep inner knowing within you. It's that place that says, you know, I just know, or I feel, or it's the right thing, not the, I wonder, or I should, or could I, and, you know, um, for the longest time in practice, that was the conversation was I want to talk about patient symptoms as a way to understand functionally what was going on. And I guess what I really understood is the conversation we could be having would be about the person behind the symptoms. And so that was, that was the shift and change for me is, you know, where are you honoring yourself? Where aren't you honoring yourself? Are you living by your own values? Are you speaking your truth? Where in your life are you not being unapologetically or even authentically you? Because that to me is, that's that space where dis-ease or unease exists within ourselves. And you, mm-hmm. and you know that like when, from, from working with women, I'm sure you've seen this a million times over the stress, the tension, the burnout, that place where we're leaking energy comes from many, many things, right? You and I could riff about gut health all day long and you know what, it's really, really important. But the other way that we, you know, constantly leak energy is when we live outside of who we are. So to me, there's this understanding and this honoring of our of our true authentic self who we are at the core of our being and then there's the way we show up in our life right like when you are living true to your values it's ease it's flow it feels effortless yes um because it's in balance right totally. but when you have to show up in your life in a way that isn't true to who you are it takes energy right it's mm-hmm. i used to say this all the time 
you know, you wear a mask when you show up in your life outside of, of who you truly are. And that, how far out of alignment that is, is the degree to which you are burning yourself out, right? You know, it's like, if you go someplace oh, that you're yeah. not comfortable, yes. how much energy is it? You just can't wait to get home and put your sweatpants on because you're like, who was that woman that just had to go out and do that? <laughs> I just expended so much energy, but totally. we do it all the time, don't we? We do yeah. that in life. Yeah. You know, it's if we, we, you know, our truth comes up, our truth bubbles up, the information's there and we're like, no, 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 no. And, you know, I, I understand that that was, that was my own path too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's so many things I want to dig into there. So like for the woman that is listening that is like, well, I have deadlines at work and I, I have this job that I can't give up and I can't just close it down and move to Kelowna or, you know, I, I can't do this. Like with all the, I can't, and I can't, and I can't like, what do you say to that? Well, my first thing would be is, you know, I, I'm a big question asker because we tell ourselves crazy stories mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I, I'm good at it too. I tell myself, but what you want to be aware of is, you know, that our stories come from past beliefs, other people's stuff. Like we don't even know where we've collected half of this stuff. So a lot of times I'll just simply say when I'm speaking with a client is, you know, is that true? Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I can't. Well, is that true? Well, (laughs) totally pause, (laughs) right? Because it's like, so maybe what you're trying to say is I'm not sure the way or that's challenging, but it's not always, I can't. And it's not even about, you know, it's just, it's like when we say, you know, we have to do things. Obligations are interesting, right? A lot of them are really perceived. They're not necessarily real. And it's that we have created a rule for ourselves that we have to show up a certain way in our life. So in some sense to me, first of all, you know, I just can't do all those things. It's, there's a little bit of breaking it down there. It's like, really like just understanding, you know, who's living, who are you living your life for? Because quite often when we think that we don't have choices, it's because we've created a rule for ourselves. And then you want to ask yourself, where did that rule come from that says, you know, I can't change my mind or I can't change my career. Or I was a chiropractor. I spent over $100,000 in that education. That's a job. You know what? I made more money as a chiropractor than I'm making right now. And that's okay. But if I had, you know, lived on that past belief, I will tell you, that because I spent so much time being a chiropractor that I needed to be continue being a chiropractor, well, that's where I would still be. And that's why I overstayed for so long. And then there's the perception. For me, I was like, I need to stay for all these patients. Oh my mm. God, they're fine. They're more than fine. You know, someone else came in behind me. Yep. So it's first of all, instead of you know deciding what you can and can't do, I think it's I think it's almost more important that we sit in the space of, well, what would you want to do? Mm-hmm right? Like just play in the field of possibility and, and feel into it. It's like, well, okay. So let's just take that. You know, you want to just honor this and say like, we'll just take this. You can't, and we're just going to pin it on this board over here. So it hasn't gone anywhere. You don't need to stress about it. Right. You're not leaving your job and your life and moving to Kelowna. So we'll put that right here. Like just, right. it's okay. But at the second side of it is like, well, if you could, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Right. People say, I don't know. We always say that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then what do they say? And you're like, well, you know, what could you do if you could do anything? I don't know. And then what they do, they tell you all the things they know. Oh, totally. Well, maybe, <laughs> totally. Just- maybe I'd go here and I'd do that. And then I'd do this. And then I'd do that. And that and this, not, not, not. Yeah. And then they bookend it with, you know, in a perfect world, if I could, 
right? So it's like, we start off telling ourselves we don't know. We tell ourselves that we know, and then we like try and diffuse it at the end. And I'm like, well, for someone who doesn't know, you sure know a lot, right? Because <laughs> so true. <laughs> so it, I think it's a process of just asking great questions. Cause when you ask questions, really any question, you open the portal to your own answers. So it's that kind of reconnecting and understanding that you do have so much more information and connection to your truth inside of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And part of that is, and I think this was a lot of what has felt so uncomfortable about 2020 was when the outside world got quiet, the inside world got really noisy and you, you almost couldn't out busy your truth, right? The things that were working for you were super obvious, but so were the things that weren't working for you. And because, you know, we didn't have to drive our kids to three soccer games and rep hockey and, you know, whatever, whatever, our truth just comes bubbling up. And, you know, that's great. And like I talked about with my own kind of journey, that's a wonderful thing because it takes you to beautiful places, but the road getting there doesn't always feel so comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting how we say, I don't know, but we really do know. We Really, we, we really, really know. know. Yeah, we just feel almost silly saying it out loud. Yeah, and when we hear ourselves speaking it, it's like, wait, did I just really say that? No, that's not possible. Yeah, like you said, we just instantly shut it down. We do. Yeah, and and we can do it to ourselves, which is why it's great to, you know, sometimes journal and do those kinds of things. And every time I do coaching with women, I always record it. And I send it to them and I say, don't listen for what I have to say. Listen for what you have to say, Mm -hmm. because I'm not sure if you know all the brilliant things that you are saying about yourself, right? Have you ever actually, have you ever heard yourself? I'm sure you have, but have you ever heard yourself in an interview, in a podcast, in something, which I know is kind of painful to do, but when you do, you're like, sometimes you're like listening to it and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. There are moments when... I'm in like our business classes, our business coaching classes with my mentorship students. And I'm just, it's like this different, it's like a download that's just coming through me and just speaking through me. And I just finished that class elated. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, right. I was on fire. Like it was just this natural ease and flow. And it just came right out of me. Yeah. That is, I, I, you just used your hand here. Of course, we're on a podcast and you can't see it, but it's like yes. this feeling of like a download. It just yes. drops in, right? Yes. But I think that's, that's it, right? And it's almost like when we can understand that feeling of what that feels like, then we know we are like, oh, I was connecting into the gift of who I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like when you feel that, you know, that's the kind of work you are meant for or the place that you you know, it really is authentically you. And that is such a great palpable feeling. But if, you know, for a lot of us, we, that information is always flowing in us, but so much of the world really has taught women to ignore what I would call our superpowers, which is this incredible sense of intuition. I mean, literally women do have brains that work differently than men. Mm -hmm. And we do have an ability, like I almost think of it like an eagle. We have this ability to be above so much of what goes on and connect the dots, like really see the framework of something that's happening or being able to kind of speak to what's not being said that because there are superpowers, we don't 
see them as unique because we right. just own them. And when something is a superpower or is innately who you are, you just think everybody else has it, you know, so you don't even recognize it. And there has been this, you know, it's just the way the world has gone over the years is it's really taught women that that isn't our strength. It's like a soft skill, right? Like right. the analytical and the knowledge is that, but it's, I think this is really what so many of us has recognized that there is a definite feminine rise that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Women are stepping into themselves in a way that they never have before. And it's just, and honestly, it gives me goosebumps. So when I, when I see it, and honestly, I can see it in myself sometimes. And I see it in, you know, you, when you were speaking there, I could just say, I'm like, oh, there's her <laughs> that, right. Like your whole energy just shifts and change when you said that. And, and that's what I'm seeing all over the place. So I think some, a lot of the uncomfortable that's going on in the world right now, some of that is women like standing more solidly in who they are and finding their footing in a way that we never have before. And this is this desire to kind of want to connect authentically with the core of your being and find ways to express who you are and honor who you are and, you know, put a voice to the things that matter to you. No, it's exciting to me. And I really think that we're going to see a real shift even in women's health, our level of vitality, like just the choices we're making seem to be coming around more in alignment with what we need. Do you see that? Yes, totally. I totally agree. I see it with a lot of my clients and my students and whatnot. I can definitely see that. And I feel it as well. I mean, even just, and I hate to use like social media as a reference, but (laughs) just going on social media and just certain women that I follow, just their aura and this essence, this like whole new level of being that I am seeing emerge from them. I'm just like, oh, like this is this is happening. Like this is happening happening. on a bigger scale. Yes. Well, and I think it's also, it's not really that we have to learn anything. I think it's that we need to remember, like there's more to remember than there is to learn. Yes. Right. It's kind of like what we were talking about with this place where we're saying, you know, you do know. And even if you just stop telling yourself that you don't know, then maybe you'd be able to hear more of what you do know. And that, that is really more of what it is. It's like that stepping in, right? So it's like taking all these ways that we've showed up for other people, for whatever reason, all these different parts of our life and bringing them all together into one person. Because honestly, have you had a client in the last 15 years that hasn't told you that they want better balance? Seriously, (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that for you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's a choice. That's a, that's a million small choices. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I've never said it myself. It's just that that's what I think so much of this is. So I'm, it makes me happy to see that you see it in your practice, but like all things, if you feel like you're in the muck of it right now, and a lot of the things that you thought were working for you, they don't feel like they're working for you right now. I, I, this is the part where I just say double down on self-care and self-love and Mm -hmm. really trust that you are getting to the place where you want to go. Cause when you're in it, it doesn't feel great. No. You know, you start questioning so much of, you know, what you thought was right for you. And then really understanding, like, I have skipped over myself in this, in this desire to want to show up in the world. And this is my own, this is part of my own journey, you know, where there was a part where so much of my life was really awesome. In fact, you know, if you had asked me about 12 years ago, and I know that from the outside, 
I've had, I had more than I could have ever imagined for myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I looked back and, you know, the 15 year old Laura would have said, Hey, like in your wildest dreams, what would you want? I had seemingly more than that. And this awful feeling inside of myself that, you know, it was, it didn't represent me, not all of it. Yeah. The parts that represented me represented me well, like the work that I was doing in the world and my relationship to my kids, like this was, like you said, that I could feel was me. Right. I nailed it. I don't know how I nailed it, but thank you. And I, <laughs> but the parts of my life that weren't representative of me, um, I just, I couldn't ignore it anymore. It was like mm-hmm. the pebble in the shoe. And let me tell you, I did everything I could. I did. I signed up for an Ironman triathlon. I, I was, I had never done a triathlon. Right. And I decided I was going to do a couple Ironman triathlons. I ran marathons. I took on bigger goals, like anything mm-hmm. that I could do to ignore my truth. Let me tell you, I did. And I just kept pouring and pouring and pouring energy into the parts of my life that felt good, hoping it would spill over into the parts of my life that weren't aligned. And I felt so much shame. I thought, how could this not be enough for me? And the truth was, it wasn't that it wasn't enough for me. It was actually too much. Um, And it was a whole lot of things that weren't representative of who I was. And I couldn't understand how I had created all that. And it was that I had literally skipped over my relationship to myself. Nowhere along the way did I just, did I start to compassionately connect with myself, right? Like I was always like, oh, how do I go out in the world and create relationships with other people, business relationships and friendships and community and all of these kinds of things, which are amazing. But then, you know, I skipped over myself. I totally forgot to ask myself who I am and, and what do I need and all those kinds of things. So, you know, I think that's part of it. So when I hear women right now who are struggling and then I'm like, it's the best work. Uh Uh-huh. It's hard. It's hard, but you know, it's like, choose your heart, right? Yep. Absolutely. You know, what's hard. Let me tell you, it's hard living the life that's not meant for you. Totally. That's freaking hard. Right. Sam, mm-hmm. like that's, that's the kind of hard that keeps you up at night. Yes. It's the resistance to the choices that you want to be making. That's, that's what keeps you up. It's not the decisions you're making. It's the decisions that you're not making. Oh. Right. Like, yeah, it is. I have this conversation with clients all the time and they're, you know, I can, for example, just like recently with a client who, you know, diabetic, overweight, hormone issues, PCOS, like all of the things going on and just explaining to them what changes need to be made. Right. And they're just like so resistant and so just, oh my God, that's great. You know, and I'm just like, okay, let's break this down because you are waking up every day, hating yourself, hating the body you're in. You can't get up the stairs. You're on medication. You're exhausted. You're fatigued. Like you cannot function. That's hard to do and commit to that every day, but eating better, moving, going for a walk, like that's, that's not hard. You can do that, you know, and that's, that's just the baby steps, but it's true. We choose our hard. So we choose our hard. And that's just sometimes being real about it. And I think that's sometimes what's so great about like her having you in, in her court is when something's familiar, we stop seeing it. So it's so great when you have someone who can mentor with you and be like, okay, let's just kind of turn the mirror around and I'm going to repeat back to you what you just said to me, or you can hear yourself say that. And then it's, 
it's like that perspective change. You're like, right. Mm-hmm. I can do hard things because mm-hmm. I'm actually doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I also think too, that that inner work is the work that we're here to do for sure. Right. And um, it feels, for example, you know, we go out into jobs and and work that we do in the world and we give it our all and we grind away and we <laughs> do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's hard. It is hard doing that. I look at people who commute. I'm like, that is hard, yes. uh, hard in a different way, hard in an sure. energy way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the part where we're just kind of going like, who am I and what do I need and what do I desire? And, you know, working on all of the things that fill us up, that's the way you go out in the world and shine your light. And I, at the end of the day, when, you know, when I work with the, this is a bit of, um, I'm making a blanket statement, but when I work with women from the ages of 38 to kind of 50, there is this, often there's this place where we go, wait a second, what am I, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What, is this important to me? Does anyone care all the things that I'm doing? And when do I get to choose me? Right. Yep. That's the show up. Mm-hmm. Questions I'm asking myself. (laughs) Questions we should ask ourselves every day. Yes. Right. Because the person who said yes to something, it's like me being the chiropractor, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point it went from being my most passionate place in terms of the work I do to not, and I don't know when exactly that switched, but it did. So if I never asked myself and I tried not to ask myself, but if you never ask yourself along the way, then you don't get to you don't get to catch up to that information because the, yes, the Laura who said yes to that, you know, 20 years ago is not here anymore. And so we have to continually continue the conversation with ourselves to make sure that we are living as authentically as we can. And I know that's a bit of a catchphrase, but to me, to live authentically means to really honor and embrace who you are and live your values. So understand what you stand for so that you can stand for something. And it's, and it's the woman who is willing to create healthy boundaries, right? Create and put energy into relationships in a way that are beneficial for both participants. You know, the number of relationships I see women in my practice show up for that are so incredibly unhealthy for them. Yep. So it's this teaching of, you know, what is a healthy boundary? And we can, you know, thank Brene Brown for all the conversations she's had around that. <laughs> yep. And it's, and it's also committing to my truth, like understanding what my voice is and learning to speak my truth into the world in a way that I don't feel like I'm backpedaling and editing and shrinking when I feel called, right? That's it. When I feel called to do it, yes. I don't have to do it all the time. I don't have to, you know, but when you feel called, you can do it. Um, to me, living authentically is being able to change your mind, right? Oh, As you understand yourself better, making different choices and being true to that. And then really knowing and owning what your truth is and know who you're living your life for. These are all things to me that, you know, and I think it's really important to just even define it for yourself. You know, that's what authentic living means to me. And I right. could probably think of a few other things, yep. but you know, before we go too far into it, my question would be always to a client is, well, what's your idea of authentic living? It's just like, you know, what's your idea of success? Mm-hmm. Cause let's start with defining it before you start going after it. For sure. That kind of stuff. For sure. Yep. I love that. Okay. So many things I want to unpack there. All right. You've mentioned like 
feminine energy. And I know you talk a lot about this too over on your Instagram. So I'd love to dive a little bit into that. Like, what does that really mean? And how do we even tap into that feminine energy? So that's a great question. And I feel like that's like a spoke of a wheel, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, It's a little bit back to what I talked about when I talked about um, our deep sense of inner wisdom Mm -hmm. and intuition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone has it. Everyone has intuition and inner wisdom, but women own a whole nother level of this. And so, you know, our feminine energy is our ability to be able to tap into the energy, the vibration and the tone of the world, right? It's like, we talk about it when we talk about moms, right? You'll hear moms say like, mama's intuition, right? Oh, totally. Let me tell you, that's just women's intuition. Mm -hmm. And people will say like, don't mess with with that, right? Like women know. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, but even things like CIA and so on, they know that- (laughs) such a funny thing to say, but they know that women make better spies. I'm, 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 by the way, I'm totally being serious when I say that. I love it. They, they know that women make better spies. Why? Because there's analytical things that we can learn. And then there's the piece beyond it, right? Like I said, what happens in your ears between your ears rather is really important. It's our cognitive sense. It's our ability to put things together. It's our learned space, all those kinds of things. We are so more than our brains, right? Yes. Like all my best decisions happen below my chin, right? Mm -hmm. It's in my belly, it's in my heart. And this is the way women are more prone to tap into. And even I did this little kind of study and search. I started reading on the internet and so on about, you know, people who have done amazing things in the world, right? And I... I kind of hesitate to use names, but let's just say even things like the Steve Jobs and the Elon Musks and these people who do big, bold, crazy things. And other people look and they're like, my God, they have courage. And they will tell you if you, almost every single one of them, if you read enough about them somewhere in they'll, they'll say, it's the intuition. You have to move forward with your intuition, right? Not everything is learned. And this is the thing that women do naturally. Yes. And so we've shut it down to some extent because Mm -hmm. that's the way the world has cultured and conditioned us is it's not considered a hard skill. And there has been way too much appreciation for the hard skills of life. So it's, you know, in Roots, which is the program that I lead for women, it's, it's like bringing them back to that. So we start with soul connection and intuition, and I can just literally see and feel the light bulbs going off. People are like, right yes, I can do that. That's inside of me. Oh my gosh. Or I've been shutting that down and I want, I need, I want, I want that to be a part of it. So it's kind of like, it's not like, again, like you need to learn something. Mm -hmm. It is about remembering that. Totally. And, you know, part of it is just what I said, which is creating, creating the understanding it's there. Stop telling yourself that you don't know and asking yourself questions Um, and that also means, you know, whether or not you want to do it journaling, typically I'll, I'll say, do something outside of your thinking head. So like journal it or meditate or do something where you are doing something repetitious, right? That's why hiking or walking and even running for some people standing in the shower is a way to kind of get intuition to flow. And then, and then it's the part where you, we need to create space for our answers to come through. Yes right? 2020, we need to create space for answers to come through. So, you know, create, 
create a pause in your life so that you have a moment to connect to what your inner truth is because it's always there. Yes. It's just sometimes we kind of run right on past it and we just start moving forward from this kind of thinking part of ourselves. So we're not celebrating it. Um, And, you know, I also feel like we use it all the time, but because it's familiar, we don't necessarily um, give it credit. So it's like anytime you create gratitude for something and you put energy towards it, it starts to grow more and more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I realize I just went on a total model. No, that was there. beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I just let you talk because it's so beautiful to listen. Um, I'd love to chat a little bit about self-mastery hmm. and what that means and what is essential to cultivating it. So anytime that I like to talk about something, I talk about what my definition of it is. And yes. it's to me, self-mastery is not a place that you're going to arrive at. So it's not a destination, right? It's an ongoing. It's it's an ongoing and it's, to me, it's just self-awareness. Self-mastery is really being able to recognize and understand and accept our whole self. Um, And not just all those light, shiny places that we all love to talk about, but Mm -hmm. all, all of our shades of gray, all the places, the nuances that are kind of who we are. And you know, self-mastery to me is mastering this connection with who we are at the core of our being and, you know, stepping in and creating space and creating time and creating awareness to that um, and investing in her, right? Mm -hmm. Like just investing in this. This is the thing that I know more than anything else is when you get the relationship to yourself, right? So many other things in your life start to align, right? And oh my God, I have a 20, 20 year history with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pause, back up if you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing that's essential to that is self-compassion. I have had, you know, such a appreciation for, you know, when I see any human being be extremely self-compassionate to their self. And, you know, self-compassion is just creating a soft place to land for yourself. I grew up and God bless my parents, but um, it was kind of like nose to the grindstone and, or at least that was my perception. Yes. And it was being excessively hard on yourself so that you didn't let yourself off the hook. And it was almost like shame was the motivator. And I, I can really see in my own life and thankfully mirrored back and patience and so on where shame is such a terrible motivator. And Dr. Um, Kristen Neff has incredible information about this. So for anyone who's wanting to understand self-compassion more, it's, it's the path back to self. To me, it's really understanding that we can be human beings in our drive to be incredible humans, right? It's the, it's allowing ourselves to be like hashtag human on every layer. Totally. Yeah. Have you changed that? Like with time, have you noticed yourself being more compassionate with self? Because. Oh, absolutely. And it's not, I mean, I, I kind of want to say it, it, it's been coming more with age. Like as I get older, it's just this deeper connection that I have with myself. And yeah, like I, I recognize that the things I did in my twenties, the way I lived in the past, like does not serve me now where I am in my life. And I feel like with so many women that I coach, there's always this like, 
I want to feel like how I did in my twenties. I want to have the, like, it's always mm-hmm. about going in the past, going in the past. Right. And I want right. to have the energy that I did then. I want to, and, and I get that, but at the same time, it's like, let's think about the future you and the possibility of who you are in the future. And like, let's work towards that. This isn't about going backwards. And so I don't even know where I got on this tangent about this, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I just sat back in my chair. I was like, that's so right. Right. <laughs> and, and let's be honest for a second. <laughs> like, people are like, Oh, high school was so great. I'm like, was it though? <laughs> Seriously. Like, like the thing that you're trying to go back to really, really, was it a, I know. like, I don't know what you're trying to say. You had a lot of energy, but you also had a lot of other things going on. Totally. So it's kind of, it's so much better to just be like, how will you put that energy into your future self? Totally. Like, what would your future self want you to be? And who would you want? Like, who would you like to be for that? Like, yes. how are you showing up in your life in that way? I think that's probably one of the best things you could say to one of your clients, because that is so true. Like we're trying to cultivate something that maybe even wasn't there because we do have a way of kind of like mm-hmm. shifting things. That's why people have more than one baby, right? They forget well, <laughs> <laughs> what it was like to be in labor, right? And then you have your second baby, you're like, oh, how did I forget that? So it's kind of like we've massaged the past. Like, oh, it was so great. My twenties were amazing. Right. I don't know about you, but my thirties were better than my twenties. Yes. My forties were better than my thirties. And actually my fifties are better than my forties. So at the end of the day, it's, it's true. Like tell yourself the truth of it. Cause boy, do we ever tell ourselves lies? Yes. So half the things I think we're trying to go back to, you didn't really love it that much. You're just trying to say you looked better in your bathing suit, yeah. but that's a whole de- different conversation, right? Totally. A whole it different is. conversation. That's yeah. a whole different conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, um, I definitely relate. Like as I, as I get older, there's, there is so much more self-compassion and this willingness to slow down. I didn't have that willingness before. It was like this push, 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 go, go. And now it's more of this willingness to recognize that I can't find answers and clarity through that. I Hmm. need to slow down and honor that like my energetic capacity looks very different than somebody else's energetic capacity. And so I have to have compassion that I may not move as fast as somebody else does, or, you know, I may take more time off than somebody else does, or I may need more time to recover from, I don't know, a night of not sleeping, like whatever that might look like. Right. And, and it's just been that really ultimately this comes down to like the comparison factor of just like not comparing myself and trusting that what I'm doing is, is what works for me. And it doesn't, and that's all, and that's all that matters. It doesn't, it's an alignment yeah. with me and I don't need to try and live up to somebody else's standard. Yeah. It's a, to me, that's a, that's a learning for me and it's a constant reminder. Yes. It is a constant reminder because the whole social and marketing scheme of the world is Mm -hmm. to make you feel that you're not enough. And, you know, we are so we are one in 7.8 billion people. Like there's literally not another human being on the planet that is you. And that's not for nothing. Yeah. Like, and I think it's really important that we recognize that you're not in a race. You're like the only person in your lane. And I, and I get that because I, I actually feel the same way and I have to, I do need to constantly mentor myself with that. Don't look around so much. 
It's yes. not that important. What are you doing? What feels good to you? What is, what's alignment with you? Like it's that constantly checking in. So I'm not checking out. Um, totally. And I, I love that conversation because I think there's a perception when you see, for example, if someone was to look into your life, you're like, Oh, look at Samantha. She's like, she's this, she's an author. She's a coach. She's that. And you are, but you're human and you're a woman and you, you know, you still have um, concerns like everybody else. And you still have things that keep you up at night and you still have to constantly work with things like fear or, you know, I'm, I don't know that you yes. do, but no, I you know, totally. perception, course, fear or anxiousness, or sometimes not feeling like you're enough or yep. that life is passing you by, or, you know, I, those totally. are things, even yep. though, even though I, I, to other people, there may be a perception that I handle my life in a certain way. You know, this is the conversation that I think more women want to be having, which is, yeah, that's part of the human experience. And so it's like trying not to resist it, but it's almost like pull it in close and be like, I get that. So it's not a blind spot. You're like my tendency. Like I say to people, it's not your problem. When you go around, and you say my problem is it's not your problem. It's not a problem. It's just a tendency. It's like my tendency is to overcare what other people think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you know. So what do we want to do about that? Right. Yes. It's that kind of thing. Oh, totally. Sometimes I feel like I'm falling behind and I look at all the other things other oh, people are doing and I yes. think I'm not right. That's my tendency. Right. That's, mm. and now it's not a blind spot and I can go great. And when I feel that, what I know to do is take a step back, get off social media, connect myself to what I'm doing and kind of like put the pen down, shut the laptop get out in nature, that kind of stuff. Totally. Oh, I can totally relate. I love that distinction yeah. between problem and tendency. And it's often a conversation I have with my business mentorship students because, you know, they're just starting their business. Many of them are. And it's just this, I got to do this. And I'm looking at so-and-so and look how so-and-so does this. And then I got to be on social media this many times. And it's just this like, whoa, yeah. just like slow it down. <laughs> just slow it down for a minute. And like, do you plan on being in business for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years? Because right. it's, this is the, like, it's longevity. This is about longevity. This isn't about moving, yeah. you know, super fast. Like let's lay the healthy foundation and do it in alignment and do it in an authentic way. Otherwise you're going to burn the F out, which, which, you know, there have been, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. there's been several been times where I'm like, oh, I'm literally burning myself out yeah. right now. And yeah. what do you do? I mean, those things are blessings because yes. you go, okay, what am I going to stop doing? Yeah. Right. And that's generally what it is. Like, what is no longer for me? It's letting go of the things that aren't you. Like, it's yes. not what you need to move towards. It's what you need to let go of that tends totally. for me. For me, I feel like half the time I had this realization a few months ago, I know. I feel like half the time when I'm coaching, I'm coaching people to let go of the things that no longer serve them. You know, they, they come to me because there's some place they want to go in life. And then <laughs> and the truth is they know how to move forward in life. It's just, you can't pull to, you can't drag all the things that are no longer for you along for the ride. Right. Totally. It's like we do, it's like we have these giant bags of stuff and we're like, Oh, I'll put that in it. And then there's this, and then there's that. And then there's the thing I used to do. And it's like, and yeah. then we're like, Oh, I want to do something new. You're like, well, why don't you put that down? And then you'll have some energy to kind of move forward. So it is, it's such a, I mean, totally. business development is all about personal development. Anyways, oh my right? God. Yeah. It is. It's, there's so much personal growth 
that comes from growing your business and so much that you learn about yourself and transformation. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's quite amazing. It goes hand in hand. You can't grow your business without, you know, doing the inner work. Well, that's where you, you become, you become the ceiling of your business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know Yeah. every single time I want to make a bold move in business, I need to make a bold move in myself. Oh, totally. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really, I can so totally hot. relate. <laughs> that was. Good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I we love it. Went the whole circle all the yeah. way around. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. So, before I let you go, I would love to know more about your self care routine, the non negotiables that you need in your everyday life, so that you can really show up. Yeah. In your authentic self. So I'm, I'm 52. So my, um, and I no longer need to be at the clinic at 6 45 AM anymore. So my, and I don't have little kids at home. So I'm saying all those things because my self-care routine looks different than it used to. And cause we're all in different seasons of our life. So for sure. So I know we're talking about me. So I just like to point that out because other ones, someone will be at home going must be nice, but anyway, right. <laughs> For sure. Believe me, I, I, this has shifted. So for me, and I appreciate you saying that. I, I really do. Thank you for the preface. Yep. <laughs> um, mine is a lot about allowing my natural rhythms to come out. So um, I did some work with Kate Northrup and her do less stuff. And um, what I really got from that was how my self-care routine needs to be more self-honoring for me. Every day I wake up and I literally ask myself, what do I feel like doing today? Which is something I would have reserved for weekends, right? Because Monday to Friday, I'd say, well, like, what's the point of asking myself? Because I know I got to go here, there, and then there. And so like, am I torturing myself? So I, you know, I got to this point, I I came to this place where I at least wanted to ask the question. And her whole philosophy behind this is get in the habit of asking ask yourself. And even if you can't do what it is that you want to do, because that's quite often the case, we have responsibilities. Then the next question is, in what way can you at least honor it in even the smallest way? And this has led a lot of my choices and decisions in the last six to eight months. And again, 2020 was great for that because it gave you space to look at how you want to live your day. Why do you think people walk so much, right? And, you know, there's many reasons for that, but it's this place where um, I do my best to wake up without an alarm, something I've never had the luxury of doing. And I start my day drinking my coffee in silence. And if you ever follow me on Instagram, people are like, why do you always write that? I'm like, I cannot tell you how much I love that, mm-hmm. right? So it's, I it's do love time. coffee. It, it is. Yeah. It's a place where, you know, sometimes I read a little bit of a book. Sometimes I journal a bit. Sometimes I write my morning post because I love to write. It's my creative side. Um, and then, you know, I double down on a lot of this. I double down when I feel like there's a lot going on in the world. Then I double down on how I'm eating and I start meal planning and I do a lot of the things like you. I like creating an afternoon elixir and all of these things are small acts that root me into how I like to feel. Mm-hmm. It sounds so funny, but it's like that cup of coffee or that elixir or that walk for 20 minutes or an hour, um, you know, that few minutes doing X or Y, all of those things are, you matter, you matter, you matter. And, you know, 
I'm in a blended family. We have four kids and only one of them is under the roof right now. And he's out and about all the time. So right. I get that this is my luxury that I can have right now. And for I'm sure. taking it. I'm yeah. taking it. Yeah. That's my routine. Amazing. I love it. Well, good for you. That sounds like a lovely routine. I do love my <laughs> coffee too. Although I've been drinking a lot of decaf lately. For me, it's the taste of coffee. Like I just mm-hmm. want the taste of it. Um, but I love that. And I'm also... There's many drinks that I make or elixirs and I sit and I'm just like, nobody bother me. Like I need oh, to, yeah. I just need to sit here in quiet and just savor this. Like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> so I can That's fully I, relate. Paul literally backs away from me in the kitchen when I'm like finishing my coffee. He's like, I, cause he wants to make some green blender drink and he's like, mur, 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 things right. like doors are opening. And I'm just like, <laughs> he sees my nostrils flare. He's like, okay, just <laughs> back away. I love that. Oh, that's so great. Well, let us know where we can find you. Where do you hang out? Social media, your website, all of the good stuff. Yeah, it's easy. Soul Inspired Girl, G-U-R-L. That's my Instagram handle and soulinspiredgirl.com is where you can find me on the web. And, you know, I connect a lot of things. I have some freebies and we've also connected. I have put my healthy boundaries for, um, you know, wholehearted women, badass boundary setting workshop. And if you look in the show notes, I, I think you're going to probably connect up there that, um, we're giving them that away for free for all your listeners. So Amazing. yeah, it's easiest to find me on Instagram. That's where I play the most. Perfect. Yeah. We will have the links to all of that in the show notes. And then tell us a little bit about your program roots. So roots is a 10 module program. It's 10 weeks. It's only for women, of course, just playing the field of possibility. And then it goes into the Root Sisterhood, which is a lifelong membership for women. And the whole program is about really strengthening and deepening your roots for your own rise. A lot of the stuff that we talked about here, soul connection, intuition, creating values, being personal authority, you know, knowing your truth, speaking your truth. Um, we talk about expansion and congruency. It's been fun. Um, we're in session now, but the, it will go ahead and open back up for the fall. And so people can go onto my website and they can put their name in the wait list. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks for just sharing all of your amazing knowledge and insight today. I really appreciate having you here. It's been super fun. Thanks for the invite, Sam. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. If you want to connect with Laura, you can find her on Instagram at Soul Inspired Girl. That's G-U-R-L. And also her website, soulinspiredgirl.com. If you would like to grab her badass boundary setting for wholehearted women mini course and the companion guide, you can get it for free using the code Samantha. I am going to put the link to that because it is long over in the show notes. That's holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 146. And just an FYI, sometimes it takes a good 24 hours before those show notes can be up on the website. So just a heads up in case you don't see it there. But I will put the link there so that you can grab her mini course for free. Again, the coupon code is Samantha. And I'm also going to put a link to her Roots program if you want to sign up for the waitlist and learn more about that. And also, don't forget your 15% discount over at OrganifiShop.com. The coupon code is Healthy Hormones, and you can save 15% off store wide. Thanks so much for being with us today. Have an amazing week. <laughs>